Welcome back to another episode of the Philosophical Podcast. I am your host, Justin Kristen. I've said this once or twice before, but it feels good to be back. And I 95% of the break that I took, the three, four weeks, whatever it's been, has been intentional. And what I mean by that, with everything going on, I didn't feel that it was right for me to try to create content based around fitness, whether it was, I don't know, maybe that's an excuse for myself, but... I'm back nonetheless, and it, and it feels good. So let's just hop right into the episode and talk about this phrase that I've heard before, and it comes from, of course, my, my favorite person, Jordan Peterson. And the phrase was, or the, the quote was, if you have to choose, be the one who does things instead of the one who is seen to do things. If you have to choose, be the one who does things instead of the one who is seen to do things. And it it hit me this time. It encapsulated a lot of feelings that I have about myself. If I am at the gym and I see a paper towel, piece of trash laying on the ground, does it matter if anybody is around to see me pick it up and throw it away? And the answer is no. And I take pride in that. And I think that quote, I think that quote tells that story. Just because nobody is around to see you put in the hard work, just because nobody is around to cheer you on, doesn't mean that you shouldn't do it. And, excuse me, coming, coming back to when I first started losing weight, I was, once again, I'll tell the story, I know a lot of you know it, but I was 270 pounds, and I can't stress this enough, it wasn't the number, but I was unhappy. Looking back, reflecting, I was unhappy. And it was the third day. I st- my plan was to run and eat better. Quite literally, that was my plan to lose weight. It worked. And it, and it got the job done. It, it sprung me to where I am today. But on the third day of running, so I the first two days I ran, I think I ran like 14-minute miles, and I was like one, just under two miles, like 1.97 miles, whatever it was. But it was, it was about 14-minute miles. And on that third day, I came home from work. I was working at the hotel at the time. And I came home, and my legs were sore. My, a matter of fact, I think my whole body was sore, but mainly my legs. And I thought to myself, I was, I was sitting in the living room, and I thought to myself, you don't have to go for a run today. You can take a break. You deserve a break. You should take a break. And honestly, maybe for recovery purposes, I should have taken a break. But for momentum purposes, I knew I couldn't. And maybe I didn't know it at the time, but I felt it at the time. And I I vaguely remember thinking, nobody is going to know that you didn't go for the run. And I also vaguely remember thinking that that's that's not an excuse. Because I'm not doing it for anybody else. I'm doing it for me. And after that third day, I went out for that run. I stretched. I stretched more and it started slow. I got about a quarter mile, half mile into my, my jog and things started loosening up and it felt good. And I don't think it just felt good physically, but I think mentally. Now this was five, six years ago, but it felt, it felt good mentally because I was, I was doing something that I tried to talk myself out of. And it wasn't like I was intentionally trying to talk myself out of going for the run. It was that inner voice saying, this is not normal. This is not what you do. This is not what you're used to. Just take a break and it'll be okay. 
But I firmly believe that if I would, if, if I would have taken that break on that third day from my mental aspect, I would not have kept going long-term. So that quote that he has, if you have to choose, be the one who does things instead of the one who is seen to do things. Nobody was around me. Nobody saw me. I ran on the back roads. I, I don't, I, maybe a car drove by, but nobody was seeing me. It wasn't for somebody else. It was for me. And it's our intrinsic motivation. Do it for yourself. Don't do it because you need praise from others. Do it because you need praise from yourself. You need to build that self or here I am preaching and I, I need to correct that. I need to do better because when I say you, it sounds like that I'm scolding, but there's times where we need to do better at building that self rapport with ourselves and showing ourselves, not just to our spouses or our friends or social media, but we need to have that internal calmness and that internal drive for ourselves, that, that intrinsic drive for ourselves to, to want to be better. Not because we want the fanciest car or the highest paying job, but because it makes us feel good. You don't need to exercise, uh, you, we don't need to exercise because we want to look good and we want to be vain about our bodies. Yes, that does play a part and yes, it, it feels good, but we should do it because we want to do it because we like how it makes us feel. If you enjoy mowing the lawn, mow the lawn because you like how it makes you feel. Now, if you despise mowing the lawn, hire somebody to do it. If you hate doing it, hire somebody to do it. But if it makes you feel good, do it for you. Don't do it because other people are judging you for it. Judging you for it. Man, I, I need to work on that. But yeah, so it comes down to, for me, myself, I've, I've built a pretty good foundation for myself that I know at my core that I am a good person. And I I honestly don't think that that's just something that I tell myself to to get myself through the day. I, I honestly believe that in myself. And I've had, or I have friends that reiterate that to me, and that feels good. But as long as, as, long as we are good people and we are doing things for the right reasons... We shouldn't have to worry about what other people think. Although in the moment, it might suck. In the moment, it might suck what other people think when you're doing something to better yourself. I have these conversations with clients. When you start to better yourself, people around you, they can choose to come with you or they can choose to stay where they are. And if they choose to stay where they are, you'll hear comments more so along the lines of, don't you exercise enough? Haven't you lost enough weight? What do you need to exercise for? And it's not that they're being malicious, but it's they don't understand that you're not doing it for anything else besides yourself. Choose to be the one that does things. For yourself, intrinsically. It's worth it. That self-confidence... That self-confidence goes a long way. Not just for yourself, but if you're a parent, if you're a spouse, if you're a friend, if you're a son, if you're a daughter, if you're an aunt, you're an uncle, it makes you a better person. Because you have solid ground to stand on. 
because you know who you are and you know why you do things. I am so, I am so, so bad with words. But I think my actions can speak for themselves. I'm trying to get better at using my words. It's a process. And I'm doing this podcast for me. I'm doing this podcast because it makes me feel good. I looked at the numbers the other day, and I think I'm averaging under 30 listens or downloads per per episodes per episode. That's not why I'm doing it. I mean, partially, yes, it is why I'm doing it to where I want to try to help other people or help maybe connect with somebody. Maybe this episode connects with somebody. I do want that. But I'm not going to value myself. I'm not going to measure my self-worth based on how many good comments I get. My son created a YouTube channel. And honestly, I was a little nervous because he talks about likes, comments, subscribers, all of that. And I kept, or I keep reiterating that, do it because you want to make the video. My brother once told me, he said, do, and this was when I was at the hotel, so he said something along the lines of, work at a job you love or do, do a good job at your work and the money will come. And I've, I view money as not, not the end game, but as a tally of a subset of like a score to keep. And I think subscribers, views, shares, comments, whatever it is, I view that as, as a subset of like game points, points in a game. But it's not the purpose behind it for me. So with my son, letting him know that he might, he might, his friends might think it's the best thing ever, or they might think it's the worst thing ever. I've said multiple times before, I don't shop at Claire's, I don't shop at Forever 21, but that doesn't mean that it doesn't have a place. Do, do things for yourself. And not selfishly, but do things for yourself so you can be a better person. And I just caught myself again saying you. So we can be better people. We need to do things for ourselves so we can be a better spouse, so we can be a better brother, so we can be a better friend, so we can be a better person, so we can be a better employee, so we can potentially make more money. Doing the hard thing is... Well, there's a reason it's hard. It's not easy to make that choice every time. But do it, compound it over time and see how it makes you feel. When I was overweight, when I was out of shape, the last thing I wanted to do was run, but that was the thing I needed to do the most. And I didn't allow myself to talk myself out of it. I wouldn't, I wouldn't be here if I talked myself out of it. And that was five, six years ago. I can't, I I can't, it's hard. It's hard to do this thought experiment because I can't even imagine where I would be or how I would feel, not even where I would be. I still have a long way to go. 
but how I would feel. All because of that one day. Maybe, maybe today is your one day. Maybe you wake up and you make your bed. Maybe you wake up and you go do the dishes. Maybe today is your one day. Things are, times are weird right now. <laughs> There's a lot of uncertainty going on. Build certainty in yourself. And you can lean on yourself for during tough times like these. Yes, family members, friends, spouses, relationships, those all matter too. But you need to be able to learn on, there I am, you. We need to be able to lean on ourselves during times like these as well. All right, let's wrap this up. I do want to mention for the few people that do listen, I'm starting a challenge. Well, let me give a background at least. My friend Dennis sent me a text last week and he said, do you want to do a a push-up challenge in May? And Dennis is a little crazy when it comes to this type of thing. So I I knew that he had something special in mind. So I said, okay, what's what's the challenge? Or I'm interested and, you know, I'm listening. And he he said, 10,000 push-ups. I said, 10,000? Like a one followed by four zero? He was serious. So I settled on 5,000. But we spun this off to eventually, my challenge for myself is 5,000 push-ups and a minimum 10,000 steps per day, totaling 310,000 in the month of May. But we also wanted to include more people in this because it's not just about the push-ups and the walking. It's about building that self-report with ourselves and, and doing that difficult thing day in, day out, even when you don't want to do it. So we spun this off. Our, I spun this off into a challenge on Facebook, and I created a group. So if anybody is looking to join, what the challenge is is you have a chance to win some Arbon protein as well from my friend Emily is providing that. She uh, swears by this Arbon protein, and she's made tremendous progress herself. So it's it's incredible to see products like that work, and I'm excited to to have a winner. And I guess let me explain how you would win. So the challenge is for every 50,000 steps that you take in the month of May and every 500 push-ups that you do in the month of May. And the push-ups, if you can't do traditional push-ups on your feet, you can do knee push-ups or you can do elevated push-ups. My mom is in the challenge. I'm not going to say her age, but she is in the challenge and her push-ups are more than likely going to be knee or elevated. And that's perfectly fine. Do what is do what is right for you. And even if you can't do 500 push-ups over the course of the month, which I know you can, but let's say even if you can't, you can still be entered in to win the protein because the steps earn yourself or earn a, a ticket as well. So for every 50,000 steps, you get one drawing entry. And for every 500 push-ups, you get one drawing entry as well. So there's, depending on how many steps and how many total push-ups you have, you can have over, I I don't know what the limit is, but you can have as many as you can get. So back to the 500 pushups real quick. So let's think about this. If you sleep for eight hours a day, so 500 pushups over the course of 31 days averages out to be just over 16 pushups per day. So if you sleep for eight hours a day, that's 16 hours left in the day. And I know that you're probably working during that time, but if you did one pushup every hour that you were awake for the month of May, you would get 500 pushups. You don't have to look at it as doing 16 in a row at a time, 
you can spread them out however you want. You can do five at a time. You can do five. So let's say you're home for five hours at night, six hours at night. If you did five push-ups every hour, you would have 25 or 30 push-ups. Do that over the course of 31 days. What's that? Close to a thousand push-ups. So you can do it. It's just finding the way. It's just not making excuses, not giving yourself an out, doing the thing that is hard, doing the thing that benefits you the most. And hopefully this challenge motivates people to stay active. And hopefully this challenge is, it's not about the prize. I mean, yes, the the prize is awesome. And I, and I, I am really grateful to Emily for providing that, but it's more so about building, building ourselves and, and creating momentum. So if you want to join the challenge, I don't know the link. I will, I will see if I can link it in the description for the podcast episode, or you can send me an email and I can send you an invite to the group. If you don't have Facebook, you can still do it and you can just email me your number totals at the end of the month. But if you want to join and you want to know more about it, the email is justin at philosophical.com, J-U-S-T-I-N at F-I-T-O-S-O-P-H-I-C-A-L.com. And we're trying to get as many people into this challenge as possible. And if this one's a success, what we're or what I'm looking forward to doing is doing these multiple times throughout the year and hopefully having prizes to maybe motivate people just a little bit more. And the bigger the group that we can get, the more prizes we can incorporate as well. So looking forward to that starting May 1st and going through May 31st, 2020. As always, if you have any questions, justin at philosophical.com. If you want to join the challenge, send me send me an email. I will also leave, hopefully, a link if I can link it in the description below. And we will check with you guys next time.